Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome listeners to another edition of Asia Pacific Currents. Hello, Pierre. Hello, Giselle. My name is Pierre Morrow and um, yes, we are getting very used to these new ways of doing uh, the radio, but it's always good to be back on air and talking to our listeners. So I hope you're all having a good day. We've got lots of uh, good information from the Asia Pacific uh, region, but of course, Giselle, Who's bringing you this program and where are you listening it on? Yeah, sure. Um, so Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms. Um, I do want to say, Pierre, just as we're getting used to producing the show remotely, 3CR is slowly, slowly, slowly opening its doors to presenters uh, in a staggered kind of a way, but we are committed to getting everybody back in the station and back on air as uh, COVID, um, the threat slowly dissipates. Or maybe not, Pierre. I had a COVID test recently. Yes, well, hopefully uh, you'll be fine. But uh, just this week, they have found uh, a anti-inflammatory drug that does um, reduce the risk of mortality by about a quarter to a third. So that's um, fantastic to hear that. And I'm sure we'll hear more in the next few weeks. But it, um, I was just going to say, and we do know that the economic impact of COVID still continues and over the next few weeks, we'll still bring you stories of um, struggle and work, the workers' movement in response to the economic crisis, which was catalyzed by and large by COVID, but certainly not caused by it. Um, but of course, we should just, in that case, get straight to news from around the region. And, and I you've might- got the first one. I do. You've got the first one. I will start in China, where a massive truck explosion highlights lack of safety in that country. Last weekend, on the Shenyang Haiku Expressway, south of Shanghai, in Zhejiang province, a tanker truck carrying liquefied gas exploded, seriously damaging nearby factories and up to 200 houses. Reports indicate that 19 people were killed, while another 189 were injured. Early reports indicate that the truck owner was reportedly fined four times previously for not carrying out vehicle checks and had been given 10 administrative punishments within the past two and a half years for various reasons, including recruiting unqualified employees and failing to implement safety management. Following this incident, the National Work Safety Committee of the State Council urged the Chinese government to further strengthen safety supervision and intensify law enforcement for the transportation of chemical goods and other vehicles within high safety risks, such as heavy-duty trucks and passenger buses. We now go to 
the other side of Asia, to West Asia, to Syria. Now, one of the ways that President Assad has been able to survive the uprising and civil war of these last nine years was to divide the population along cultural, ethnic and religious lines. Now, at the start of this month, President Assad has been facing a totally new political crisis, which has developed very rapidly and has already led him to sack the Prime Minister, Imad Kamis. Now, this year has witnessed a continuing and unprecedented collapse in the value and purchasing power of the Syrian pound, while wages have remained stagnant and unemployment has increased. Now, over the last few weeks, protests against these deteriorating living conditions have been ongoing and, in, and growing in the predominantly Druze city of Suwaida, located in southwestern Syria. And um, the Druze are actually the community that President Assad comes from and many of his more trusted allies. In addition, the slogan used in these protests have quickly moved on from economic issues such as bread, freedom, social justice, to overtly political ones demanding the toppling of the Syrian regime. So uh, certainly a situation to watch out for. That's right, significant movement there and in lots of other parts of the Middle East also. But moving now uh, to uh, Southeast Asia, um, three months after the cruise ship sector was forced to shut down due to COVID-19, there are still an estimated 40,000 crew members that are still stranded on cruise ships berthed in the open seas. The majority of these workers are nationals from South Asian and Southeast Asian countries like India, Bangladesh and the Philippines. Many of these workers have been left with no wages and unclear timelines of how and when they'll return home. In addition, many are sick, either physically or psychologically, with reports of some workers cracking under the strain and jumping overboard. Unfortunately, the fact that most of the cruise companies are based in tiny tax haven countries means that workers are often left with few choices. And we might go to some community announcements and a music track, Pierre, and then we will uh, continue with news from around the region. Do you need to renew your subscription? Make a donation. Or pass on some information to a programmer. We can't get to the phone all the time right now, but we're still here. You can call us on 03 9419 Each weekday between 1 and 5pm and talk to a staff member. That's 03 9419 3CR Community Radio, here to stay. If you're wrestling with feelings of anxiety, worry and depression or finding the current social isolation measures hard to deal with, we would like to encourage you to call Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends and carers. We're here to talk if you are seeking information about mental health or mental health services or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9am to 9pm, excluding public holidays. If you feel it would be helpful to talk to someone about these issues during this difficult period, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. 
That's one 500 Wellway supports 3CR.
Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. And you are listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. And just while we're, um, you're listening to some of those community announcements, we should also say that 3CR has started its online fundraising appeal. We're not running a Radiothon this year, but we still desperately need your contributions to keep us on air. So go to our website, or the w's.3cr.org.au, um, and follow the links to pledge to donate to this year's fundraising drive. Pierre, over to you with the next item. Yes, very important, that uh, fundraising drive to keep us on the air. And I was just saying before the those announcements and the music break, just about those cruise ship workers, it's just amazing to think that uh, so many are just literally just uh, bombing up and down on the waves and the conditions they must be um, facing. Um, but we now go to the Philippines uh, and another attack by Coca-Cola. For the last month, workers um, at the Coca-Cola plants in San Fernando and Kalubang in Pampanga province are resisting a union-busting attempt by management. The issues began when the company ordered workers suspected of COVID-19 exposure to self-quarantine without pay. Following the death in late March of a close relative to one of the workers, the union called an emergency meeting of workers at the Pampanka plant to discuss this issue. The meeting resolved um, that the workers should stay home if they feared exposure or contaminating other workers, as per government recommendations. The following week, the company retaliated by disciplining seven union officers and members and charging them with economic sabotage. Another union leader, the FCCU Centro General Secretary Brendo Enriquez, was later dismissed by Coca-Cola for having the temerity of writing a protest letter in support of the seven originally dismissed workers. Now, last week, management also called in the police to break up a peaceful, peaceful protest by the workers outside of the factory, calling for the reinstatement of all their comrades. The um, International Union for Food Workers has now started a global campaign calling on all the workers to be reinstated and for Coca-Cola Philippines to respect workers' safety and their right to organise. And moving now to India with the disastrous consequences that the national COVID-19 lockdown has had on workers in India with scores of workers dying of starvation and exhaustion, coupled with the increasing number of workers being infected by COVID-19 due to insufficient protections, unions in India are gearing up for major protests. This week, the 10 central trade unions called for a round of nationwide protests on the 3rd of July to protest, not only to protest 
the government's handling of the COVID-19 crisis, but also to demand an immediate halt to changes in labour laws and to the government's aggressive privatisation drive. The unions are also calling on the government to institute the promised Indian Labour Conference to discuss the union's 12-point charter of demands that address labour and trade union rights, issues of job losses, wages, job security and the conditions for migrant workers. And um, it, depending on how to organise, um, it might be a huge uh, action uh, all over the country in India, as we've seen in the previous years. Uh, we now go back to the Philippines, uh, where we see the journalists are under attack again. This week, Maria Ressa and her former colleague, researcher, writer, Reynaldo Santos Jr., were found guilty of cyber libel for a story published eight years ago about corruption in the Filipino judiciary. The pair were released on bail pending an appeal, but are now facing up to seven years in jail. The National Union of Journalists in the Philippines, as well as the International Federation of Journalists, condemned this decision as another attempt to criminalize journalism and undermine democracy in the Philippines. The news site uh, Repla, which is where Maria Ressa and Ronaldo Santos Jr. work, um, has been a constant critic of corrupt Filipino politicians and President Duterte has repeatedly made threats against it. Duterte routinely calls reporters spies and sons of bitches. Maria Ressa herself has 11 ongoing legal cases against her. To put this case in context, the Philippines is one of the world's most dangerous nations for journalists. The Committee for the Protection of Journalists has calculated that over the last 30 years, 145 journalists have been killed while working. Yeah, quite an incredible story there, Pierre, and we hope to bring you a feature interview about that issue. But of course, um, there is so much going on in the world and particularly in Asia. There are quite a few topics we're trying to cover in, um, in our features section. So stay tuned for those upcoming stories. But we might go to some community announcements now and also a music break. And then we will bring you the last couple of stories from news from around the region. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical community-owned media during our June Station Appeal. We'll be taking donations online to help keep the station going for another year. Like so many community organisations, we're feeling the impact of COVID-19 restrictions. And we know you are too. But independent community media is more important than ever. And we hope you can show your support with a donation. The 3CR Station Appeal starts on Monday the 1st of June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. 3CR, here to stay. I really am not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside, our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now. 
3CR, your station in struggle and solidarity. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au.
and you're listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. You're with Pierre and Giselle. And Pierre, our last couple of stories from news from around the region. I'll pick up in Thailand. This week, following demonstrations calling on the Thai government to protect human rights and investigate the abduction of activist Wan Chalam Satsaksit in Cambodia in early June, the government used special COVID-19 legislation to arrest one of the organisers. This week, the 23-year-old Panupong Jadnok was charged for the violation of the Emergency Decree and the Public Assembly Act. In a related announcement, the Prime Minister, Jen Prayuk Chan-o-cha, has stated that the government will stop using the Les Majeste law or Article 112 to arrest activists on orders of the new king himself. Human rights activists have responded by saying that the Thai government is now relying more on Article 116 of the Criminal Code on sedition and Article 14 of the Computer Crimes Act to harass and charge anti-government critics. So while seemingly an achievement, Pierre, we've called for um, the abolition of Article 112 many, many times. It looks like the repression continues just under a different legislation uh, and it doesn't look like activists are at all fooled by that transition. That's right and it it would almost be a comical uh, sketch really if it wasn't so serious where the government just um, creates new articles to um, basically repress any uh, opposition. We now go to our last story, which is another story that we've brought you a few times over the last few months uh, from Lebanon, where the protests continue unabated. Last weekend, most cities in the centre and north of Lebanon witnessed militant demonstrations rallying against the surging cost of living and the government's apparent impotence in the face of the worst economic turmoil since the 1975-1990 civil war. Lebanon is now one of the world's most indebted countries and has defaulted on its external borrowing for the first time in March. These protests that had a short uh, COVID-19 hiatus are a continuation of last year's mass demonstrations against corruption and inequality. A new government was actually installed just last February, but already demonstrators are calling on them to resign as well as the economic conditions have just got worse in the last few months. And that is news from around the region. And that brings us to an end of another Asia Pacific Currents, Pierre. That's right. And I hope you've uh, all enjoyed the and found these stories interesting. But uh, like you said, Giselle, there are lots of uh, uh, events and issues happening. And we um, will certainly uh, strive to uh, keep abreast of them and bring you more interviews in the next um, few weeks. So that's really all for me, Pierre Morrow. I'll we'll be back uh, next week. And don't forget uh, the 3CR uh, online radiothon. And that is also all from me, Giselle Hanna. Hello, Florence here. I remember discovering community radio around 40 years ago, when I was still a youngster. You don't hear me on the air, at least not anymore. Lives change while we are busy making other plans. But one thing that's still the same is 
3CR's annual call-out for financial support and donations to those of us who can afford it. If you can, please dig deep with me to ensure that 3CR stays alive and thrives, especially at these times. Go to 3cr.org.au to find out about your way of paying up. Stay safe and keep connected to your local community radio station, 3CR.